Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Bursting through the tempora of shrimp teriyaki. <laughs> coming to you from the West Cabin. It's Dice of Pipes coming to you for the week of January 20th, 2019. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Now you made me hungry. I haven't eaten since like lunchtime yesterday. Yeah, and you're making you, weight. I'm trying to make weight. I got a big wrestling match coming up tonight. Um, With yeah, the Ultimate dude. Warrior. Big, big battle. They're going to have to dig up his corpse, though. Isn't he dead? Uh, Yes. Okay. Good enough. That's, you know I, that's you, how I know I could beat him. You know what I love? Mm. I love... Shrimp tempura? I, yes. Oh. The, delicious. Uh, I love when I go on the social media and I see like a three-year-old video of WWF wrestler Dave Batista in his mixed martial arts UFC debut. And he doesn't look that great, but he ends up beating a guy. And then I see thousands of comments of, he looks like shit. Okay, well, you go fight a guy. For real. For realsies. Yeah, dude. Uh, 99.9% of the people commenting would get the shit kicked out of them. Yes. Uh, but I digress. We're healthy. We're happy. Here we are. Sure. Healthy and happy. I think, I think Barry is still dying. I haven't seen him today. Whatever. We don't so. need him. <laughs> we don't need him. Uh, we're running on all all cylinders. Clyde brought us tobacco, a tobacco that I haven't had in quite some time. Michael provided us something interesting to drink. Everything's everything's great today, if I may be so bold. I think Michael got a little outside help. Yeah? Yeah. I have firsthand information that <gasps> that alcohol was provided to Michael by one of our spouses. No. One of our spouses is trying to influence what takes place on this show. Oh, my God. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really good. Good. I'm over my sickness. I couldn't mm-hmm. speak. And rarely do I get like that. Right. Like, I do not get... That's probably like a once every five year affliction that I suffer from. Yes. So I'm going to apologize to the to the fans out there. I think that, you should apologize to me, to be completely honest with you. I, I'm sorry, Brian. Why am I apologizing to you? Because Apology I... Apology accepted. So... <laughs> oh, we're just going to move on from that. Good, good. <laughs> Keeping it classy. <laughs> Uh, your son made it back to uh, the base. Yes, yes, yes. He Did he bring that fucking habu sake no, dude, with him? He, it's illegal. You're not supposed to even have it in the country. Oh well, now I gotta drink it again because now I can breathe, dude. It's not gonna be good. No. Oh, and for people asking, I was blowing snot rockets. Into of course the, you were. Into the garbage. Can. Of course you were. It was fucking hideous. <laughs> Now and I know why you got sick. Yes. Your fucking like <laughs> mucus is like flying all over the place. 
Ugh. And I think on top, like I was already getting sick. So you doing that, I think just coupled with whatever sickness I had already had caused me to lose my voice. Yeah. So not only was I like stuffy and congested, but I I couldn't talk. You know what I should do next time? I should blow my snot rockets right into your throat to lubricate. Yes. And then I wouldn't lose my my voice. It would be good. The larynx would be very lubricated. Yes. So next time, next time. Not the third snot rocket, because that was the most like congealed <laughs> shit I had ever seen come out of a human body. It was it was getting upset with me, to yeah. be completely honest it with you. It didn't want to leave. It was one with you. The first two were amazing, though. I, f- I felt good. Dude, they had some force to them. Yeah. So uh, so we released the We're Sick, and we're changing release schedules, so we're here on Monday now. Uh, and I tried explaining it. I think I did an all right job. No, I think you did a terrible job. Okay. Uh, just saying. But you were just following the script of Barry, and that's why I have a problem with Barry right now. Oh, shit. Well, let's talk about it. What's wrong with Barry? I, I just, I, I, I don't like him. that. <laughs> I, I don't like him. I don't like, <laughs> well, whatever. I, I think it's pretty clear that both you and I have now uh, grown to have such disdain for this guy. Mm. And I'm curious, why do, we, why do we keep this guy around? And why is it that we continuously... For something to talk about? Yeah, but like we keep talking about him. Like He obviously edits right. the show. Does he? Of course he does, because I think on the back end of it, when you listen to it in the car, I think it sounds really good. The audio sounds good. So he's doing a great job editing. But why is it when he listens to this and we talk shit about him? Dude, he's so spineless. Like He can't even... There's, there's no confrontation whatsoever. No, not can't a fan of confrontation. Can't tell you what his problem is. Nope. nope. Probably tells you everything's great. Everything is great. Right. Lies to your face. Right to your face. Yep. And then he'll have a problem with you, though, and never says anything. <laughs> oh, piece of shit. You know what we call that back home? What do we call that? A pussy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have another word, but of course, it's just going to get bleeped out. So I'm going to save him the trouble. But yes. yes, you're right. He is a pussy. Good. So uh, let's get into what we're uh, while you're lighting that pipe up there. Uh, I have my Rossi uh, Vittoria author. And inside of this, uh, an oldie but a goodie, Mac Baron, Navy Flake. I'm a big fan. Which tastes like heaven. It's very um, leathery, which I like. I'm a fan of that. Okay. I like that. I'm not sure if Jim Inks would agree with me, but. Fucking Jim Inks. Fucking, he's the man. He is. He's the man. Uh, what are you smoking? Guy who creates his reviews from a database. Uh- <laughs> copy, paste, copy, paste, <laughs> copy, paste, done. <laughs> I uh, I have my Savinelli Atello 614, and in it... Is that the Christmas pipe? No, 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 no. The Christmas pipe, I think, that I smoked it the last time we recorded, and I also smoked it during the gameplay. I was smoking that during the uh, the Warhammer gameplay, I believe. Um, I have some Chelsea Morning. What is that? It's a, uh, it's a Virginia by um, Cornell and Deal. I'll, have we ever smoked this on the show before? No. Um, this was a, uh, a Christmas present from the wifey. Mm. And it's good. It's very, it's smooth. You know, what, it, it's what a, is it? It's a Virginia. Okay. Yeah, so it's nice. It's delicate. Is it stoved Virginias or red Virginias Rard. or bright Virginias or yellow Virginias I or think. green Virginias? or? I want to say... Sweet Virginia! I don't know if that's a song. Sweet Virginia? Is it? Yeah. Who sings that? S- the Virginians. <laughs> Okay. I'm telling you right now, Sweet Virginia are two words sung in a song somewhere. Sweet Virginia, you think, are lyrics in some song yes. somewhere. Yes, sometime by somebody. Funny, Chelsea Morning is a song. Ah, Chelsea Morning. Joni Mitchell, of course. 
I don't know who the fuck that is. I think she's related to Christina Applegate. Okay, now we're Christina Applegate and Chelsea and Joni Mitchell, rather. Yeah, well, half sisters. Oh, well, of course, of yeah. course, on the mother's side. Right. Well, they both share the same father, uh, Al Bundy. That love one. and marriage, love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. This, I, you know, what I never understood about that show. In the opening credits, when it ends, and all the slime just drips off the words, I never really understood why. Why do I have a feeling that they did that? Because that is when that sort of visual effect came out, was coming out. <laughs> holy, holy shit, Tim, look what I could do to the letters. <laughs> Add it. <laughs> this isn't Chelsea Morning, by the way. Is it Chelsea Manning? No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, then it would be deceiving because I thought it was a Virginia, but Easy. it's actually in English. Easy. <laughs> Oops. What the fuck am I smoking? Oh, I'm sorry. It's fucking, it's Bayou Morning. That's what it is. Uh, Bayou Morning. Yeah, it's a Virginia Perique. That's what it is. I don't know why I had Chelsea Sitting Morning. Sitting in a bayou on the bay. And is it's, that how it's, that it's Sure. Do you know who sang the Love and Marriage song? Uh yes, two life crew. Fucking wrong. Bloodhound gang. Bloodhound gang. Fuck you. You were close. I was gonna say insane clown posse, but you see, are here, you down with the clown? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, I'm Bobby J, and I'm back like a vertebrae. They're terrible. Uh, Dyson pipe show on the D and D edition. We roll a D twenty in a roll to drink situation. Anything greater than a ten, you don't have to drink. Brian obviously rolled. I got a. Five. Oh, good. You can transition into what we're drinking. We are drinking some delicious. Mm-hmm. Where's the bottle? Oh, I've been right waiting. There. I've been waiting all day to do this. Right there. We are drinking some cowboy coffee by Springbrook. Almost fucked that one up. Almost Springbrook Distilleries. <clears throat> if uh, I may. Yes, please, please. Howdy. Can you even see it? Uh, don't even get me started. Cowboy coffee is handcrafted in small batches in the foothills of the Adirondack Mountains at Springbrook Hollow. Springbrook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this voice is going to fucking kill you. Uh, 10. Wow. Over for 2. I don't know why I have such a hard time saying Springbrook. Too many R's. At Springbrook Hollow, the highest quality Madagascar vanilla beans and locally roasted cold brew coffee are used to create this unique spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) With all our products, the clean and unprocessed water we use runs deep underground the Adirondack Mountains <laughs> I, I added an extra period <laughs> not to be confused with period bloody lady parts <laughs> wait you're saying that's in this fucking it, it sure is it adds tanginess enjoy it straight up or in a cocktail with your compadres 
around an open campfire, telling tall tales, distilled from wheat, processed and bottled by Springbrook Hollow Farm Distillery, Queensbury, New York, motherfucker. Good. Now shut your mouth, Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. Very cute that on the uh, the front label, the O in coffee is a coffee bean. That's right, Micah. <laughs> o is a coffee bean. Now where's Hosea? Let's go rob some whores. <laughs> Good. Robin whores. Uh, but do you think people get the reference? I hope so. I would Somebody hope so. out there. Someone out there is, is giggling to themselves. Good. I like it. Mike, uh, Micah, by the way, I think is one of my favorite characters in the game. Yeah? He's just, he's a dirty fuck. I love how John Marston went from being the biggest crybaby bitch in this game to being the next badass in the older game, which is in the future. The prequel to the sequel? Yes. Sequel and the prequel. The, the pre-sequel. The presequel. Uh, on the precipice. Of course. Yes. Good. Uh, you alluded to it earlier. I'm having a hard time reading things. Why? Uh, I broke my glasses. Why, why would you do that? I'll get it. I didn't do it on purpose. Oh. What the? You broke your glasses. Just use... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's falling apart here on the Dyson Pipes podcast. Why are you throwing shit around now? Uh, what do you think of the cowboy coffee? Okay. So I am a big fan. You got to have true grit. Mr. Cockburn. <laughs> oh, my God. I I am and always have been a fan of uh, Cafe Patron. Ah. Right? It's coffee-flavored tequila. Dude, this is up there with that. I could see... I, I could definitely see... Like, you can drink this straight. It's okay. Yeah. Right? It it's, does not pair well with my Navy Flake. I'm going to throw that out there. No, this really isn't... Yeah. This is like that the peanut butter shit. We got to make a choice. Are we going to drink or are we going to smoke? Yes. Yeah, th it's one or the other. Yeah. Like sipping this, this isn't a sipping drink. No. This is, I would do shots with this. Or I would mix this with like Kahlua. You would what? Mix. Oh, fuck me. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I did mess that up. <laughs> I did. I'll give it to you. Hold on. Excuse me. Oh, fuck me. Six. All right. So I would do this mixed with maybe like some Kahlua. Ooh. Would be really good. A black Russian. Yeah, yeah. Something like that would be fucking delicious. But and, and drinking it straight, it's actually not that bad. It's smooth. It's not like overpowering. It's not very strong. It's very low proof. Yeah, it's a little syrupy. Yeah, which yeah. I think is why I'm having a hard time with the pipe. Yeah, it's it's really it's not conducive to smoking a pipe. I would not I would not hang out in your lounge room at home, whether that be uh, out back because you have a shitty wife that won't let you smoke inside, or <laughs> if it's in your garage because you know you're a man, or you're as you know high etiquette like us mm. with the West Cabin. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is not something that I would sit down and sip alongside a pipe or even no. a cigar. No. If I smoke cigarettes, I don't even. I wouldn't even smoke cigarettes while drinking this. This uh, is just like you. You think cigarettes would go well with this? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's like syrupy sweet. Because cigarettes go good with everything. They go good with death. What happened? Uh, yeah, doing some family planning. Oh, good, good, good. No, that's important. Anyway, long story short, I enjoy it. It's a good liqueur. I guess it would be more of a liqueur yeah. than anything. Yes, I believe it says liqueur yeah. on, the, uh, on the bottle. They try to be all manly with their fucking Western ways, but it's But it's then a they liqueur. throw them fruity French words in there. 
So please explain. So you're you're having a hard time reading, and there is something obviously dis- different different yes. about you. Yes. Thirteen. You were right. There is something disparaging and different. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fell asleep uh, watching television uh, with my glasses still affixed to the the dome, and uh, I must have rolled over at some point and just snapped them some bitches right in half. And where did they snap? I'm sure it snapped in a place that was easy to to fix them. So, <clears throat> what were you watching, by the way? Did you just drop the glass with your coffee, fucking liqueur? No, I dropped my cellular telephone, motherfucker. Uh, I would like to propose a toast. It ties into my glasses situation. Yes. So we have some great gameplay. Before we get to that, I'd like everyone to raise a glass. This toast goes out to crazy glue. To crazy glue. Crazy glue. It's crazy, all right. Mm -hmm. It's fucking crazy. But what? It didn't work. No, no. I have several issues with crazy glue. Oh, we're putting the glasses down. Hold on, this is gonna be a long one. Hold on. Number one, mm-hmm. why is it K R A Z Y? That's how fucking crazy it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fuck you and your K crazy. That's number one. Number two, why is it so difficult to open? Uh, that I got crazy glue all over my fingers. Oh, that's a you problem. No. Yeah. No, it's not. It's yeah. got dual caps. Why would they do that? What do you mean dual caps? So there's the red cap, right? You unscrew that. Right. And it contains the crazy glue in the tube. No, you have to take the secondary cap, which is the white tube where the crazy glue excretes from. Oh, okay. Uh, excretes? Yeah, which is one of my favorite Secrets. words. Secretes. <laughs> excretes. One of my Fuck. favorite words. I should, you had no idea. I could have no, I I rolled with that one. I did because I was going to bust your balls about it being my favorite word. How is it? I got another 10. These dice are loaded. Excrete, by the way, is a word. We do have an excretory system in the body. And an endocrine system. But we're not talking about that. No, we're not getting into biological processes. So in order for the the craziest of the glues to excrete out of the... Secrete. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And we're not even drunk yet. (laughs) <laughs> Why is your face so red? 19. Okay, good, good. Oh, please put your put your headphones back on. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> so, in order for the craziest of glues to secrete yes. out of the tube, you take the secondary cap and twist it in to Pop the seal. Right, because it's got like the little, uh, like the pin on it. A little needle. Yes. Well, the pressure of my manly hands, just Mm -hmm. holding it to screw it together, was enough pressure that the glue, all (laughs) crazy-like, squirted all over my hands. What? And now I'm terrified if I touch anything, I'm going to be affixed to it forever. Permanently. Yeah, you can't can't remove yourself from it. So I had to bring my crazy glue hands over to my crazy sink. And turn on the crazy water and get all the crazy water all over my crazy fingers to get the crazy glue off my fucking hands. <laughs> so yes, what, can you explain the the state of disrepair that your your glasses are so, in right now? So, uh, if you can imagine, imagine if you will, 
mm. a pair of glasses. So you have the frames, right? That have that hold the the eyeball shields. Then there's arms that go over the ears, and there's a little metal piece that. Oh, hold on, can we just pause? We have eyeball shields. Yes. That are connected to arms that go <laughs> over your ears. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm following. Yeah. And then in the center of the two eyeball shields is a little piece of metal that bridges the gap right, between like the, the left eyeball shield and the right eyeball shield. It's like the aqueduct arch. Correct. Okay. They snapped. Not in the middle with a clean break. No, 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 no. One metal piece going from my right eyeball shield to my left eyeball shield snapped at the frame. So I have mm-hmm. I have a piece that I need to, to crazy glue. It's about the size of the edge of the scooping device on my check tool. Just that little piece right there. Okay. So first I start with crazy glue with a K. Yes. And I place it all over the metal parts, and I hold it together for the recommended 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And when I let go, they fall apart. I apply more crazy glue. Yes. I fix it together. Now I hold it for like a good minute. That's fair. And I let it go. And now instead of just falling, it goes, and it kind of just like dangles and then snaps off. Okay. Now I fix it together. Now I hold it for as long as I possibly can. And I'm like fucking squeezing it together like my hand and then shaking. And I do that for maybe five minutes. Okay. And to the same effect. Falls drooping. Right yeah, like a guy who needs Viagra but doesn't have any. Not good. Not good. Especially when you're in the moment. Right. So then I said, okay, the only way this is going to work is if I hold it together. I tried using clamps, by the way, but that wouldn't work. Clamps for the glasses. Yes. Okay. Didn't work. So I was like, the only way this is going to happen, I put on rubber gloves so I wouldn't have to worry about getting the craziest of glues on my hand. Of, of course. And I poured it all over both pieces. And with my gloved hands, I just pressed them together like a pancake mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. held it for the duration of an episode of The Office. I let go. Oh, it worked. I got to let it cure. Yes. So... Almost 15 hours. Mm-hmm. I pick them up. All right. And I put them on, and the pressure of my gigantic dome <laughs> with the glasses snapped right in half, and I fucking lost my mind. So I upgraded my tactics because crazy glue is a piece of shit. Mm. I got instant bonding epoxy. <laughs> They're kind of like two different kinds, and you <laughs> have to stir it together, and you have like 30 seconds to put it on. Otherwise, you put like JB Weld. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and now that didn't work. So now there's. Hold on. JB Weld didn't hold your glasses together? No, because like. <laughs> uh, I left a little cone of dried super glue or crazy glue on the end, oh. and it won't bond to that because it's like silicone. So now I'm fucked. So I just ended up pouring epoxy all over my glasses and just shoved them together and fucking threw them in the in the in the drawer. You should have told me I, I have an arc welder. Dude, I thought about going to get a fucking uh uh what do they call that with the circuit boards? Uh, oh, like a so- dude. I I you soldering. Have, I have a soldering gun. I thought about it. We could have fucking soldered it together. I thought about it. I have one at home. We might still do that. I don't know. But now one of my lenses is covered in, <laughs> in crazy glue and epoxy. 
<laughs> so now it's like a glass eye patch. Good. So they're defunct. Yeah, you, you I'm really... like a nerdy Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, crazy glue. Bonds to anything in big letters. Yes. Bonds to anything. As a matter of fact, I remember as a child watching the old crazy glue commercials, and they used to have the guy that his helmet, he was like a like a construction worker, and they would they crazy glued his helmet to an I-beam. And this guy was suspended above, they want to make you believe that. He was like 80 stories up in the air, right. just holding on to his helmet as his helmet was fused to the I-beam. I don't think that's possible. I don't think so, if, especially if it didn't work you on- what? I said, I don't think so, especially if it didn't work on the frames of your glasses. I think you said, I don't think so. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, fucking super nitpicky. Let me see. Fuck, a 10 on the cusp. This is, by the way, the latest we've recorded, time-wise. Uh, we're going to need brighter lights in here, I think. Yeah, well, good thing for you. You can't see, so it really doesn't... <laughs> it's not affecting you at all. Oh, did you hit the record button? So, anyway... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it doesn't bond for shit. Yeah, Crazy Glue sucks. You should have tried uh, maybe Gorilla Glue. Yeah, well, there's one so, thing Crazy Glue does bond to, and that's my hands and anything else. Just not the physical material that you're trying to use it on. I've had stickier bonds bringing out my Christmas tree and getting set on my hands. More powerful bond That's than funny. crazy glue with a K. So what did you do with it? Uh, what, the crazy glue? Yeah, the crazy glue. I fucking threw it in the garbage oh, okay, in a okay. fit of rage. And your glasses are inside, but... In pieces. In pieces. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I'm getting new glasses. When are you going? Dude, they... They can't get me in for like another week. <laughs> Hold on a second. So you have you have an eyeball emergency. Yes. I might go to another optometrist and just dole out the cash for emergency repairs with a professional. And they're going to see my fucking crazy glue-covered epoxy welded glasses. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Because I'm sure now, now that it's cured onto your glasses, especially the lenses, dude, there is no getting that off. Yes, I know. But at least I would have one lens. Oh my Just God. drive with my eyes closed, like you, when I'm driving drunk. How are you going to go to work? Fucking with my car. Wait, do you know what your your like prescription is? Bad. <laughs> Bad. Good. Do you want to give like a test? Like, do you want to do a quick test? Well, how many fingers am I holding up? Two. Okay, so you can see you can yeah. see fingers. But like, uh, can you read? Oh, excuse me. Okay, what I'm going to do is just so the listeners know, there are two um like whiskey signs on my left. I would say there may be. 12 feet away from Brian, okay? Right. I want you to read the bottom ring. Like this, right? Yeah, and no, I can't see it. You can't make that out. All no. right, can you can you read the larger letters? Yes, but I know what it says, so that's not fair. So why don't we do this? How far away are you from me, would you say? About 10 feet. All right, so I'm going to hand you the hamburger pad. I want you to write... Uh, I, I, I got oh, a book. Okay. Here, we're going to do this. We're going to do a quick eye exam. Now, it's worth noting that it's a little dark in here. Well, this is going to simulate... You driving to work. Driving to work, because yeah. you drive to work in the dark. I should have had this prepared. I, you know... And I don't want you doing some fucking fancy shit where you write really teeny tiny letters no. that would fit on a grain of rice. I want, like, legit letters. Yeah, you're going to see I'm doing it just like an eye exam. I'm going to have three different size letters. Okay, good. And then you're going to tell me what you can read. Now, is it going to start with E? Like, every exam sign? No, I'm not a degenerate. I oh. went to school. I don't know what that means. Me neither. 
So we're writing. How many letters are you putting down? Like, I, this have, have I have five. I'm just going to do one more. How many levels are there? Three. Three levels. <laughs> Can you see any of these? No. Oh, what a fucking waste of time then. Hold on. <laughs> so I did. Why don't right. you use a marker? You think I should use a marker? So just to, for people. Dude, this is the fucking longest marker I've ever seen. Okay, hold on. It's longer to make more this, this, efficient letters. This marker's dried out. Uh, can can you see that? The top one? I can see that you did something, but I can't tell what it is. Oh, my God. Dude, you're blind. Yeah. that That's what that is. There's 20, 20, 20, 30, and then you, blind. <laughs> like, I know, only because I know your shirt says Yankees, uh, I would have to actually, like, really hone in on it. That is as dark as I can make that. All right, you fuck. Well, here, let me do it to you. And let's see how good you are. Well, here, what's, your, what, what's your vision at? I have contacts in, so I'm 2020. Oh, you almost couldn't grab the marker. <laughs> I, I, it, all right, so we're using lined paper, and I use three lines. Yeah, I can read those from here. It's an A, and the last one, it looks like. Hold on, hold it up. Just Hold just, on, I'm not done yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Brian's conducting a full. I just went to the eye doctor. A. Yep. F. Yep. K. Yes. And then it almost looks like you wrote help. <laughs> I need help. All right. That's yeah, what I. I can see this. I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to get LASIK. You're going to go all in for LASIK. I think so. Tiffany got it, and after she was done with her surgery, she can damn near see into the future. So that's a, well. Then she should have fucking told you that your glasses were going to break. That's true. Anyway, and not to use crazy glue. To fucking crazy glue and your stupid K. Yeah. What would happen if I put three crazy glues next to each other? Not. No. No. Let's play D and T. Yes. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. So I step in to the structure. And um, as Harrison starts walking towards the pedestal where these three sisters are, Harrison looks first at the blonde. He says, Mary. As you cross the threshold into the tower, there is no longer water inside the tower. And you can see the water and like seaweed and stuff kind of dripping off of you. And the second you cross that threshold, the lights go out. And the three women are gone. So as you're saying, Mary, as you walk in, everything kind of vanishes. And there's just this bone-dry pedestal with some kind of box on top of it. We're going to let fate decide. I'm going to let fate decide if I take the helmet off. Okay, evens, I'm taking the, the helmet off. All right, I take the helmet off. All right, give me a strength check. 17. Okay, so with some effort, uh, more effort than I think you were probably prepared for, there's, you, you can hear the gasket break. 
or the seal on this helmet break right. and the glass comes off. Harrison just kind of smirks and goes, pine tar and charcoal. <laughs> like, he's amazed. He would have never thought, like, wow, that's some serious shit. Pine tar and charcoal. All right, he takes the... Uh, he takes the, the glass helmet and he places it down. Okay. And um, he'll walk over to the pedestal. Okay. And again, much like the tree, there's no d- decor, there's no carvings, there's no nothing. It's a very plain cylinder. There's okay. windows in it. Uh, it is dry, and if you were to look back at the door, you could see a wall of water. That's just It is not entering this tower. It's just kind of staying at the threshold. Okay. All right. So he shifts his eyes from the door, and now he's fixated on the on the box that's on the pedestal. And he'll slowly open the box. So inside the box is a small, <clears throat> I guess, backpack. And attached to the backpack are a set of pauldrons, like shoulder pads almost. Okay. Like an armored shoulder pad with all this intricate design on it. On the left breast portion of these pauldrons is a socket. A little, like, indentation. A circular socket. Underneath, If you were to lift up the pauldrons, underneath them is a circular object with a chain that connects to the right pauldron. So if you were to put it on, I'm not saying you do, but if you were to put it on, you have these two shoulder pads. On the right shoulder pad is a chain that hangs down with a circular object almost like a locket and then on the left side is an indentation that looks like it's the same size and shape as this locket for lack of a better term that looks like it can plug into the socket and then draped over the back of the pauldrons is this small travel pack that's connect excuse me that's connected to the pauldrons correct does it look like they separate or that's it's like permanently fixated it's all you see are like uh two leather straps dropping down with this sack or bag attached at the other end of the of the leather straps if you look on the inside there's almost like rivets driven in between the straps and the the pauldron so it's it's hard wired i guess to the the shoulder pads so he'll he'll take that out of this uh this box that's on the pedestal and he kind of takes a a knee and he, this is something, it's got like a, uh, what, like a leather strap with a buckle or something that would open up the uh, the pack? Yes. Okay. So, he'll, yeah, he'll open up the pack. On the inside of the pack are two parchments rolled up. He takes a look at them. So, both of them are maps of two bodies of land that you've never seen before with writing that you do not recognize. So on on one, there's a body of land with, again, language that I can't read, and the other one has another. So it's basically the similar thing, but just two different, distinctly different bodies of land with distinctly different words. Yes. Okay. All right, Harrison will roll them back up and place them back inside of the, the, the bag. There's one more thing in the bag. 
So he reaches in and grabs the one more thing. It's a pair of goggles. Goggles. Right. They appear to be made of brass or maybe maybe even gold. They're very shiny. And the glass lenses uh, are like a dark green, almost like emerald colored. So he doesn't put them on. He just kind of holds them up and just kind of looks through them. Shockingly, as you look through them, nothing is tainted green. Tinted green, I should say. So the, the look, by looking at them, you would think that it would have this green tint to the world. Correct. But it doesn't. Okay. Is there anything else inside of this uh, cylindrical room? Or it was just the, the pedestal? That's it. God, part of me just wants to jump out of this fucking suit and throw this shit on, bud. All right, he's going to put everything back inside of the pack. Okay. Do The pauldrons don't fold inside of the pack. Correct. It's just one large piece. Like, almost as if the pack was like a cape, but it isn't a cape. It's a pack that's hanging down. Right. The suit was a one-piece suit? Like, how am I in the suit? So there's two gaskets, one that connects the helmet to the body uh, and one that connects the body to the legs. Uh, the one that connects the body to the legs, there's no, it's just kind of like screwed together, like with like wing nuts. Okay. Which he would have done for the helmet, but the wing nuts kept cracking the glass, which is why he needed. So if you wanted to, you could take the top off and put it back on without an issue. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, too late for that, since I already pulled the helmet off. Right, so you're saying that the helmet could have remained affixed to the tor the upper torso part, and I could have taken that off by unscrewing the uh, the connection between at the waist. Theoretically, yes. Right. Well, that's too late. All right. Well, since the whole like the um, what's the word that I'm looking for the integrity of the suit is potentially shot. All right, I undo the, the wing nuts. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> so nervous. I don't know if this is the right decision. I Yeah, I undo the wing nuts. Wing nuts. I think I went out rolling. We'd be drunk. I'd be fucking smashed. All right, we're going to take the top part of this thing off. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, I put the pauldrons on. Okay. Give me a constitution saving throw. His thought process behind this, just so you know, is the pauldrons, I, I envision them being large, right? They're not collapsible. They're made out of whatever material that they're made out they're of. They're made out of some kind of metal. Right. So it's a, when, when he comes up and breaks the surface tension of the water, Mr. Warren is going to see him holding these pauldrons and... He, he, yeah, he does not want to explain this to him right now. Okay. 11. You feel the the shoulder pads almost like um, 
like shrink wrap themselves to your shoulders. And much like when you first put the gauntlets on, you feel like a white hot searing pain. It's fleeting, uh, but you were kind of ready for it this time, so you don't take any damage. But you do feel that, much like the gauntlets, these pauldrons are now part of you. Okay. And ironically, the only way to get to the pouch on the back is to use your mage hands. And I was just about to ask you, how do I access the, the pouch there? All right, so I mage hand my way into the pouch, and I grab those goggles. Okay. And I put the goggles on. Nothing happens. Okay. I just leave them on my head. Okay. And I take that trinket that's on the, the end of the chain, and I place it into the socket that's on the left breast. Nothing happens, but you hear it click into place, and if you were to pull it, it pops back out. It's almost like a, you pop it and twist it to lock it in, right. and you twist it again and pop it back out. But to no effect. There's no effect. Right. Now, there is a clasp on this, this locket. What do you so mean? You can, you can open. It's like a clamshell. You can open the top of this locket. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll take a look and see what's inside of it. When you open it, two things happen. Number one, this temple that you're in starts to kind of reverberate. 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 Secondly, when you pop it open, you see that it's a compass on the inside. It's like a white face with a black arrow on it, and the black arrow is slowly just spinning. And you realize that this temple is now rising up from the water. Oh, no. What happens if I close the locket? Nothing. It continues to rise. All right, I hold on to the pedestal. So it rises. Is, is water pouring into the, no. the temple? So it's still sealed off. Correct. Okay. Uh, through seemingly magic. Right. Uh, it gets to about 20 feet before the surface, and then it comes to a rest. All right. Harrison is completely confused. Totally confused. Give me a perception. Thirteen. Something that you haven't experienced in a while, your ears start to ring. Oh, no. And you hear otherworldly whispers kind of all around you. But just like in the beginning, I try to focus on it, and it's still it's just nonsense. No, you can, you can kind of hone in. You're getting visions of an underwater city. And the word liar just keeps repeating itself you don't see any people or any visions of a person but you hear liar and you see the this underwater destroyed city and then after some time it passes all right so after seeing that i guess harrison will start to think like maybe that's what the um Um, you know, the ruins that are under the uh, Imperial capital. Okay. But he's not sure. He's just trying to piece everything together from what he's, you know, studied. All right. Um, 
Harrison's going to stuff his way back into uh, into the suit. Okay. What? I don't know if it's going to fit. Oh, because I have, yeah. They're not huge. Like, you don't look like the Legion of Doom. Right, right. But, like, they come out probably five or six inches or so off of your shoulder. Okay. Like the points of your shoulder. Here's an idea. So, Harrison will try to put it on, but he'll realize that it doesn't fit. So, what he does, he removes the legs. And he'll take the torso and attach it with the wing nuts to the legs. Okay. And then he takes the um, the helmet and it just kind of compresses it down onto the uh, the neck portion of it. And he holds on to the oxygen line, and he there is no oxygen line. What are you talking about? It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? Maybe while you were rising up, it snapped. Whatever, the, the line is no longer there. What about the pulley? But all the lines that were attached to the suit are gone. Yes. Okay. All right, I think Harrison is going to camp inside of this uh, structure. Let me ask this. From the structure, being that there were windows, looking out, can I see the boat? You can see the top of the water, and you notice there are several boats. Several boats? Yeah, probably three or four by your count. Were there three or four boats on the water when we started this excursion? No. Okay. All right, Harrison is going to remain in this structure for the foreseeable future. Okay. And just kind of camp out. All right. Maybe till nighttime. All right, are we going to do anything, or are you just going to kind of relax? Well, if there's nothing to see in here outside of the, the pedestal, um, I think this is one of those uh, situations where he might just kind of sit down and, and clear the thoughts out of his head, relax, maybe do a little, little meditating, and... Um, He'll continue. He'll open up the locket again and just kind of take a look inside the locket. And All right, give me an investigation. A nine. All right. So you notice a few things about this locket. You notice that there are slots for additional glass faces on this compass. You also notice that the diameter is similar to the diameter of the lenses of the goggles. Okay. Is the uh, the hand in the compass, is it still spinning? Very slowly. So it was rapidly spinning at the bottom of the water. As it's moved up, it slowed down. Uh, it's about the same speed. Oh, okay, but yeah. oh, so overall, it's just a, a slow yeah. spin to it. All right, I take the goggles from my head. I take them off, and I see if there's any way to pop out one of the lenses on the goggles. Uh, yeah, they same kind of mechanism. They twist and then they kind of pop out. All right, so I'll take one and see, just kind of play around, almost like. Uh, 
you know, those little children toys where you put like the star-shaped thing in the yep. star-shaped hole, and I just try to figure out how this lens, if possible, if it affixes to the uh, to the locket. So after messing with it for some time, the green lens ends up clicking into the compass, and when it clicks in, the compass stops spinning, and the glass retreats into the the body of the compass ever so slightly enough to where you can close the locket. Okay. I close the locket. Okay. And then I take it, and then I try to put it back into the spot on the left breast mm-hmm. of the pauldrons. Okay. And give it a twist. As soon as it locks into place, you turn invisible. I'm sorry? If you were to look down at your hands, they kind of vanish. Hold on. So, hold on. So I take the green lens from the goggles. Which lens was this? I had to put both of them in? Or no, one of them. So I took one lens from the goggle. I put it in the locket. Affixed it to the locket. It then retracted inside of the locket. I closed it. I put it in the slot on the left breast of the pauldrons and twisted it to lock it into place. And once I did that, Harrison goes invisible. Yes. Like Bilbo Badgins. Bad yes. Badgins. Not Badgins, <laughs> but Bilbo. That's a tongue twister. Bilbo Badgins. Invisible. Correct. Yes. Holy shit. He quickly untwists it. And, okay. and pulls it out of the socket. Okay. And you reappear. I, I want to say, like, his initial reaction wouldn't be, like... I almost want to say, like, it's it's a mix of, like, excitement and, like, fear. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he understands, obviously, there's magic behind the gauntlets, and there's obviously magic behind the pauldrons, right? He was He was led here by magic. Right. But he cannot understand... Or wrap his little mind around the concept of invisibility. And then it dawns on him. He looks back out the window. And he looks to see, like, what time? Is it nighttime? Is it still daytime? Are there still boats on the top of the water? Yeah. Yeah, they're still there. All right. So Harrison will kind of gather himself. He opens the locket back up. Can he take that that green lens back out? Yes, but it's no longer green. Now it's clear. Oh. He removes the lens. Okay. He puts it back in the goggles. Okay. He grabs the other green lens. Okay. He puts that in the locket. Okay. Does that retract back in to the point where he can close it? He takes the locket and puts it back into the socket on the left breast and twists it. And you catch on fire. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Burning man. Once again, you turn invisible. He touches the suit. Uh, this, like the scuba suit okay. that he was in. If he touches that and picks it up, does that go invisible? No. 
Okay, so only myself. I'm the only thing that's invisible. Okay. Harrison will hold his breath. And... Is there a shoreline that's close? Mm. Okay, how about this? Check that. He holds his breath, and he breaks the plane of the water. Because you said he's about 25 feet from the surface? Uh, yeah, 25, 30 feet. Okay, so he, he breaks the plane of the water, and he's going to swim up and very gently break through the, the surface tension okay. of the body of water, preferably as far away that his breath can manage him to do but as far away as possible from the boats that are in the water. All right, so a couple things happen. When you break that threshold, the tower starts retreating back down into the depths. Okay. And give me an athletics check. You're going to be able to crest the water. This is more just to see how far away from these boats you can get. Right, right. 16. I would say you get far enough away and you crest gently enough that these boats don't notice you. Okay. Uh, it's dusk and you see people with torches calling out your name. Give me perception. 15. You can tell that at least some of these boats are being piloted and have passengers that are Thunder Force. All right. So you hear him, you know, Harrison, Mr. Bullet, that kind of thing. How, how noticeably obvious is it? That I'm wearing these pauldrons. Like, if I put them under my cloak... Yeah, yeah, you'd be able to do that. Um, it's it's enough that, like, if I had just seen you 30 seconds ago, I'd be like, what the hell is he wearing? But if I'd only seen you the one time, like, if I bumped into you the one time... Right. I probably wouldn't notice, even if he didn't have a cloak on. I'd just be like, well, did he have those before? I guess so. Right, right. Uh, the only thing holding against that is they are fairly ornate. Okay. Fuck, how do I don't want to play this? R regardless, uh, the closest shoreline to where I am in the water is, excuse me, about how far away? Uh, when you pop up, a couple dozen feet. Oh, okay. All right, so Harrison makes his way to, uh, to the shoreline to get out of the water. Okay. Okay. I I removed the locket from the socket. Okay. Uh, too many rhyming words. <laughs> uh, for intents and purposes, we can call it a compass. Okay. That's fine. All right. So I I I take the the compass out of the the socket. Obviously, I'm soaking wet. 
and I will lay down at the shoreline like I just washed the shore. Okay. My thought, I don't want to, part of me wants to just keep the invisibility on and disappear into the woods, and then that's it, just take off. But I don't want to do that, because obviously I'm going to want to come back here, and I don't want to have to explain how I fucking disappeared, and now I'm back, and I never let them know. So I'm going to try to sell it like I washed up on shore. Okay. Are you going to, like, call out, or are you going to yeah, just yeah, pretend I, like you're dead? No, 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 no. So I'm going to lay there until I can hear them calling my name for a little bit, and then I'm going to put the whole act on, like I'm, like, just overwhelmed with defeat from the depths of the water. Okay. You know, I'll be like, over here. All right. And then slowly increase my, my calls out. So eventually, uh, one of the people on a, one of the boats that are closest to you notices it. And you hear him blow a whistle. He's over here. He's over here. And I'm hoping that the, the area that I found myself in was very, like, you know, like sandy. Like, it's very beachy. You know what I'm saying? Or like dirt, whatever. Just something, whatever you would find on like the... the, the yeah, it's probably like muddy, like a muddy bank. Yeah. So that way I'm covered in mud. So like the ornateness... I see. ...of okay. these pauldrons will be kind of masked by the mud. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, would you go into your bag at all for anything? Or are we just going to leave everything alone until these guys... No, we're going to leave okay. everything alone. Are you wearing your goggles or are they in the bag? I would think I probably... Well, I didn't say that I took them off, so we'll just for... Purposes. Can, if you want, we can have them in the bag. Well, I would think for the whole selling this as though I just washed up upon short, yeah, they would be in the bag. Okay. I would have put them in the bag. Uh, so the boats eventually make their way over to you, and one of the Thunder Force, very zealous young man, jumps out, like waist deep, and just charges through the water and grabs you. Uh, Mr. Bullet, are you okay? Whitmore. No, what? Whitmore. No. no. Uh, that's not my name, sir. Uh, I just, I'm, I I'm Private Huggins. Hugs? Give me a performance check. Not that this is not my best ability, is it? Oh, no. 17. Okay. So he starts calling, I have him over here. I have him over here. Can you walk, sir? I will continue my grand performance skills and kind of like, like he, he puts me on my feet and I just, you know, I'm just very weak, weak in the knees. So tired. Uh, We've been looking for you for four days. That almost like snaps him out of his act. For what? For uh, four days. Yeah, we we, we we thought you were lost. This was our last ditch effort. Please, please come out of the boat. Johnson, over here. And they kind of carry you to this boat and bring you, unless you protest, to the other side of the lake where the tram is. Yeah, that's fine. And yeah, I'm not gonna protest. Okay, they all they're all like putting like your arm over their shoulders and kind of help walking you to this tram. And inside is a very nervous Howard Warren. And uh, great Scott, I, I know you're okay. You did this to me. And you hear one of them. See, we told you. Bring him to the captain. You went it willingly. I told you. And unless you say anything, they will shackle him up. All right. <laughs> and <laughs> into the tram, everyone goes. And it starts doing its... Ascent out of the gorge. Yeah, I just, I remain in my, like, grief-stricken state. Maybe not so much grief. You know, this whole performance yeah, that right. I'm putting on, uh, I'm way confused. The whole four-day thing, 
is like, hold on, th- that doesn't make any sense. Like, it seemed like it was 20 minutes. Right. Four days? Like, that's what's going through my head as I'm sitting in the tram. Am I in the same tram as, uh, well, there's only one tram, right? right. So we're, we're going up together. Um, I would say they, uh, yeah, I guess everyone's together. Yeah, which is, which is fine. Um, Why well, you, you did Howard dirty. <laughs> It's only temporary, so we don't have to have a conversation on the tram. Uh, all right, so eventually you get to the top. It is just evening. You can still see, like, orange glow in the sky from the sun setting. And here we are. All right, so who, who's here? Paint the picture. Who, who's here So it's going to be uh, yourself, um, a bunch of Thunder Force. There's still a bunch down with the boats. They're trying to figure out how they're going to get all these boats up. It's going to be a long operation to get one boat at a time right. up out of this thing. They're even cons- like you hear the guys talking on your way up that they're considering maybe making like, for lack of a better term, like a naval base down there to keep exploring what's down there. Uh, and every time Howard tries to speak, they're kind of like either shush him or give him a little like shot to the arm to shut him up. Uh, they don't want him talking. There's nobody of rank in this in this tram. Okay, when you crest the the top of the gorge uh captain tatari is up there with like a makeshift like uh base of operations okay uh so i kind of i gather myself i i you know I, I stand up yeah they give you uh they give you water they give you food uh little like rations whatever you need to make yourself more comfortable on the way up. Because, again, it's like half an hour right. to go up. Okay. You're wrapped in blankets, you know, whatever. A typical rescue scene. Right, right. Uh, so Harrison will look at the captain and say, all this for me. You're, you're one of us. And he extends a hand out to shake his hand to thank him. And he gives you a vigorous handshake. And I'll, I'll wince. I'm just, I'm just really trying selling. to sell it. Just trying to sell it. Uh, I look at the captain and I, I motion over to. Um, excuse, excuse me. It's those two. There's that rare, rare ham. <laughs> <laughs> Little too bloody. Uh, so I, I look at the captain, and then I motion over to Howard, and I say, let him go. This is not his fault. Let him go. Give me persuasion. Seventeen. All right. So uh, Captain Tatari kind of looks kind of cross-eyed over at Howard. You know, are you sure this isn't the first time one of his cockamamie experiments have gone sideways? He's an overzealous old man. That's what, that's what I've been saying. It was a joint effort between myself and the Empire of the Force. I turn to him and I point at and him I and just... I say, shut your mouth. <clears throat> History will remember this. And he kind of like, unhand me. And he marches very angrily into his shop. Good. Um, I know you have to recover. We have plenty of time to talk about this, but uh, I just want to let you know those bandits that you've been after. We may have got a sighting of them. 
in the city? No. Uh, we heard reports that they might be in Port Anchor. There was a bank in Port Anchor that was attacked. Great work. I need some time to recover. Of course, of course. But I figured give you some good news. Well, I appreciate the intel. Would somebody mind taking me to my room? Yes, of course, of course. And he kind of like snaps his fingers and uh, some Thunder Force come and they help you along your way back to the Wayward and into your room. Okay. And uh, one of them says, uh, Sir, we'll be posted outside your door should you need anything. Thank you. Okay. And I close the door. And I let out a big sigh of relief. <laughs> and I'm like, four days. Oh, I just can't. It, that, that's all he keeps repeating to himself. Four days. Four days. He closes, you know, the, the windows, I'm sure, are closed, but he makes sure that, you know, everything is kind of sealed off so yeah. nobody, can, uh, nobody can see what he's doing. And he tries to take the pauldrons off. No dice. They're not coming off. No. So they're just like the gloves. Correct. Okay. All right. So uh, I think what he'll do is he'll take the uh, he'll take the goggles out. He'll pop the lens out of the uh, the compass because now both of them are clear. Correct. So he'll put them back into the uh, into the goggles. Okay. Um. Again, with his mage hands, he'll reach back into the backpack and just kind of fish around and just take everything. I, the only remaining things that are in there are those two parchments, right. right? It's worth noting everything in the bag is bone dry. Everything is dry. Yes. Okay. All right. He just tries. He takes the parchment out, the two parchments, and he puts the goggles on, and he looks at the parchment to see if that... You can understand what they say now, as if it was written in your language. And what does it say? Uh, so one of them <clears throat> says left Twix. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is right. Uh, one of them says Napia. In big, like the, like the heading on the top of the map. And the other one, uh, N-A-P-P-P-P-I-A. And this appears to be like very forested or jungle area. Um, and the the wording on it, it, it wasn't um, printed. It was handwritten, if that makes any sense. Like this looks like it was a hand-drawn map. Like one of a kind. Correct. Even the... The, like the topography on the map itself, like everything. It looks like it's hand-drawn. Okay. Uh, the other map looks very mountainous and rugged. Uh, that one is named Saigon, S-I-G-O-N. If you look at the map of Napia, there's no like landmarks necessarily identified, but there's some scratch writing in the bottom. Uh... And one of the words, even though you can understand the language, you don't recognize the word, but it's, it says Yuan Ti, 
Y-U-A-N hyphen T-I, Yan T. And it's circled. And on the other map of Saigon, there's a certain area of the map that's circled and written next to it, it says Orc, O-R-C. And that is double underlined and circled. Uh, do me a favor, on your character sheet, give yourself comprehend languages. And give yourself two spell slots. And we know we have invisibility, we just gotta figure out how to recharge those spell slots. Two hours and ten minutes. All right. I think this is a good spot. It's after one. I still got to go food shopping. And All right. Yeah. I have uh, one more thing we can do real quick. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to do? Uh, no. So Harrison will take the parchments. He'll put them back inside of the, the backpack. Um, He starts with his mage hands. He just starts grabbing, like, random stuff. Mm -hmm. He wants to see how much stuff he could fit in this backpack. You can just keep putting stuff in it. I can keep putting stuff in. Give Do your, I feel encumbered? No. Give yourself the item bag of holding. I use the mage hands to grab me and put me in the, <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> bag of holding. Maybe I could find that eight gold. And just keep reaching in. Like, there's got to be eight gold in here. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not put a bag of holding inside of a bag of holding. That's where the idea for Inception came from. <laughs> Somebody made that mistake in a D&D campaign. All right. Uh, we're going to call it a night. Yes. Give me a perception check. Man, I just cannot get lucky. 11. All right. 11 will do it. You hear some commotion from outside. Uh, this is in the like, middle of the night. Yeah. It sounds like people are fighting or yelling at each other or maybe a bar brawl, which based on your limited knowledge of this place, seems like it's probably out of place. Okay. I will uh, peer through the window. You see Citadel. Come on. Marching down the street, calling for you. And there are a trail of Thunder Force. You see like arrows bouncing off of them. People are screaming. And he is just lumbering down the main street looking for you. And that Fuck. Is where we will stop. Fuck. <laughs> you ass. Hey, welcome back to the one station that really rocks. Dyson Pipes radio program. I'm thrown off, by the way, with the, uh, the, the inherent clicking noise of our new recording software.
We might not be using it perp. I'm not using this dice anymore. No. Glenn has let me down. I've had a lot of conversations with Glenn. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Fucking eight. <laughs> Good. That's my boy over there. So. Good. Uh, what were we saying? What? The, the, the clicking. I was saying oh, that yeah, we're, yeah. we're using a new recording software. Yeah, so a little behind the curtains at the Dyson Pipes radio program. Yes. When we're getting ready to record, rather than saying three, two, one, like a normal nose breather, I decided to start going. And on the fourth one, we start talking. Well, now our software does it for us. Mm-hmm. And I keep wanting to do it. it. What you should do is let the program do it. And then when it starts recording, then you do it. And then it's. Good point. Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. And we're hitting stop. Wait, it's recording with the clicks. Oh, yeah. Now, are people listening going to hear the clicks? Yes. Okay. I feel like my old my old band practicing days. We're just going to rock out to a metronome now. Yes. Why, why the fuck would they allow you to just do that in perpetuity? <laughs> it doesn't make any I sense. I don't know. Fucking ridiculous. I don't know. I wish that there was a way to conduct a study to see, well, not a study, just our own internal research into listeners. If they listen to the D&D show first and then the 40K or vice versa. I would guess probably 40K just by the way it loads up on the feed. Oh, I see. I see. Because it's going in some sort of order. Well, because I always upload D&D first, then Warhammer. So when you look at it on the screen, it's Warhammer first, then D&D under it. Oh. There might be people out there that don't even know we do a D&D podcast. They might just think we do 40K. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even know that we're doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. Uh, So. Yes. Thanks for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Two crazy glue. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Two. They had their way. There'd be no gorilla glue. Uh, if people really listen to us, we'd be boycotted. <laughs> Only glue allowed is that white Elmer's glue. <laughs> oh, God. Do you think that glue has any guilt? That's what I want to know. A lot of beeps. Or not. I don't, know how, I don't know how I'm going to fix that. A lot, of, a lot of beeps. You might just have to... That whole yeah. section out. <laughs> no. Go on. Uh, to uh, Christina Aguilera. Oh, who was who was she related to? John Marston? Yes. Okay. And to the Cowboys. And their coffee. It's delicious. To Dice. And Pipes. <laughs> <laughs>